Testing, testing, one, two, it's this mother podcast number 128. We are back again. Well, not we, it's me. It's just me again this week. Last week, I did the uh, interview with Yosimar, which I thought when I taped it sounded like shit because I was like hella hungover. And then I listened to it and I was like, yeah, it didn't sound too bad. And I was asking um, somebody for some feedback and they're like, the week before when you were by yourself, that's when you sounded hungover. And I was like, oh shit, for real? And uh, she's like, yeah, but it was still good. Like I got actually some really good feedback on that solo episode when I talked about going to Mexico. Um, so anyway, I think I think both formats um, are doing okay. I'm getting good feedback on the interviews. I'm getting good feedback on the solo ones. So I think I'm going to mix it up and do solo ones every now and then, uh, which I think is good because in the past we got to cover, uh, talk about personal stuff when it was just Sammy and I. It's a little different when you're interviewing people because they don't feel like it's their place to ask me questions. So I don't get to tell you what the fuck I've been up to as much. So I'm going to do one here and there. I don't know if I'm going to do it every other week. We'll see. Um, honestly, lining up the guests can be a little bit of work. And it's, you know, it's work. You have to line it up. You have to schedule it. You have to, you know, bother people. There's administrative side. Editing is a little bit different for a two-person podcast. Um, not that, that I'm not going to do it anymore. We're definitely going to keep doing interviews. Anyway, thanks for listening. It is just me this week. Um, before I get going, please, if you uh, follow this or if you listen to this regularly if you haven't subscribed or followed please do so on spotify you can just hit a follow button same thing on stitcher follow if you're on apple podcasts um subscribe hit the subscribe button and leave a five-star review and leave a comment here's what i'll do if you leave a comment on apple podcasts and then dm me your apple podcast username or whatever the fuck that's called i'll send you some desmadre stickers because i'm gonna have some really sick ones printed pretty soon I fucking promise. Just leave a comment on Apple Podcasts, DM on IG, and I will send you some dope This Mother stickers. Another thing, a word from one of our dope friends and sponsors, Mestizo Coffee. Uh, this shit is some really good handcrafted by fucking Mestizo, you know, Nahuatl uh, Chicano Warriors from the L.A. County. Um, now, nah, you, you know, our boy, Carlos Aguilar, motherfucking big brown dad, started his own coffee brand. And I think that's dope because, uh, you know, there's not enough brands that are crafted and that are owned and marketed by our people. So big shout out to Mestizo Coffee. Um, if you want to grab some of their coffee, let me see, what do they have? They always have these cool fucking blends of shit like it's all like custom curated coffee top shelf mexican flow they got fruit bomb coffee tastes like fruit um designed to explode on contact that sounds that's like me (laughs) uh neon chocolate tap that zip zap bolt and jolt with this chocolate flavored fan favorite grown in mesoamerica each bean was prayed over by a mestizo monk who smokes legume length Lanos. All right, I like that. That's it's fucking crafty, wordy. And then the red eye. This will make you see red. Some flavors conjure color. Some flavors, some colors return. Man, I don't know. This shit looks dope too. And then there's this new one called the Route 66, which is, uh, I guess, a nod to the historic Route 66. Anyway, check out Mestizo.coffee. That's Mestizo.coffee. 
And if you want to place an order for yourself, use discount code DESMADRE for 10% off. Please check it out, man. Support fucking Latinx, Chicanex, Nahuatl-owned fucking businesses, people. Mestizo.coffee. Check them out. All right. Let's get this motherfucking episode going. Uh, it's been two weeks since I did the uh, the Mexico episode. Maybe three weeks, actually, since I recorded it. And um, I don't know what I've been up to. I think I've just been kind of catching up on life. I feel like the last month has been me just catching up with people because COVID, I hate to say it, but it feels like COVID is over. I don't want to say that because it's a fucking slap in the dick to the people of Brazil and India who are still in the middle of this bullshit, which is awful. Um, but in California and in most of the U.S., things are getting back to normal which is really dope, all because of the vaccination. Um, I, I don't know what the numbers are. In California, it's got to be at least 80% people with uh, vaccination. Just today at work, they allowed us to go back in the office with no masks, which is dope. It's been amazing. Well, I was joking around. I was like, you feel like you feel like a dog who's got his head out of the wind out of the car, like driving down the road, like, like all that wind across your face. People walking around with their tongues sticking out and shit. It's just a fucking joy to not have a fucking mask in front of your face. And I get it if you're like, I don't know, if if you still have some unease about this and you want to wear a mask for whatever reason, there's a number of reasons why you might want to do that. Totally fine. Keep wearing a mask. But if you're vaccinated and you feel comfortable out there, you know, living your life without a mask, that's dope too. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's been really nice to just kind of feel like I'm re-emerging, like we are re-emerging into the world. Um, for whatever reason, I feel like I haven't gone to the doctors. I've been making a lot of doctor appointments, just like normal shit, like getting my eyes checked and all this stuff. And, you know, uh, I guess like I just feel more comfortable going and doing that stuff that was not really super necessary in the past. So I've been doing that. I actually went and got, um, I'm old. Well, it's not because I'm old, but I went to the eye doctor and I'm going to probably get fucking cataract surgery which sounds like some real old people shit, because it kind of is. But um, I don't think I've ever told the story even with Sammy in the podcast. When I was like, how old was I? It was between kindergarten and first grade. I was like five. Maybe I had just turned five, or I was about to turn five, or I don't know what. But um, my brother and I were playing outside. My brother's like four years older than me, so he was probably eight or nine. And um, he was up in this tree. He'd climbed a tree. And I was in the driveway, which had, was gravel, and I was throwing rocks at him and just fucking around. I wasn't, I mean, I was fucking five, how hard of a rock could I, well, I don't know. I'm no Nolan Ryan, but I have a good arm, you know. Uh, I was fucking throwing rocks at him, and so he was throwing, like, sticks at me. Not sticks, but if you're from Texas, North Texas, I don't know what these trees are called. They grow these things. They're like pods. They look like big as fucking this like big old fucking green beans but they're like fucking 12 inches long we had one of those trees um <clears throat> kind of on the property across the street where we used to play and this fool was throwing those at me and he got me right in the fucking eye like boom bang, and i was like oh and like i just started running around like a fucking crazed animal but he got me right in the fucking eye and then i couldn't see i couldn't see out of my left eye so I fucking ran home. I can't see. I can't, you know, no, I was fucking crying and screaming and shit. 
And um, yeah, my eye, I don't really know how I looked. I don't remember going and looking in the mirror because obviously I could still see out of my right eye. So I could have seen this, but I don't, all I remember is that I could just see yellow, which I, I guess was just the blood that had filled up in the eye. I don't know what I was looking at, but um, my fucking dad went out there and got my brother and started beating his ass. And I remember my brother's like hiding in the backyard and he'd beat his ass and I was like yelling at him. That's what I remember. Maybe I'm remembering that wrong, but, um, and then, um, they were like, you know, got to take me to the doctor. And I think it was like a weekend cause they, it must've been a weekend cause they were home. Yeah. I mean, I guess we would have been at school or I don't know. Um, uh, but we were, I think we were so broke or we just didn't have insurance or something that um this is very bizarre i don't this is so kind of funny and sad at the same time um i don't know why but my parents always had like a montgomery ward you guys remember montgomery wars it was like a department store well they used to take us there whenever it was like we needed something nice my i think my dad or my parents had a montgomery ward credit card and um they i think they 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 didn't have any money and so they they needed to take me to the eye doctor and there was an optometry thing at montgomery ward they took me to the optometry like the fucking eyeglass shop where there was an optometrist and they like ran me in there i'm fucking screaming like a maniac and crying and shit and they're like oh no 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 like you know and then like you my fucking poor parents i fucking know and then they took me to the to the children's hospital and um so anyway i'm telling you this because this now is uh you know like fucking 40 years later or something and uh anyway they they, luckily this this doctor i remember him he was african-american dude black dude uh philip skinner i just remember he talked really slow and very precisely but he was a specialist he was an ophthalmologist surgeon who was brought in um for my case because they just took me to the regular you know children's hospital there's no like children's eye hospital or whatever anyway ophthalmologist shows up they're telling my parents they're gonna have to do some sort of surgery all this stuff and dr skinner's like oh we may be able to do this or that or whatever and um he basically saved my ass he made it so that i didn't have to get surgery i don't know what he did i have no idea what the fuck he did i wish i could find those medical records or talk to dr skinner but uh he saved my life no he saved my left eye um and uh ever since then my left eye has been kind of fucked up i basically have a scar which formed into a cataract and um it's always been fuzzy in that eye i don't notice it because my right eye is like dominant or whatever anyway now it's starting to really bother me like at night especially i get like these flares so i went to the cataract doctor and i think i'm gonna get cataract surgery (laughs) They told me at the time you don't need to you should you can't do it until you're older anyway when your eye has stopped growing and all this shit and um i don't know why i'm telling you about my fucking eye cataract other than like it was a crazy shit that happened when i was a little kid like you're when you're a little kid you're lucky i think if you make it to an adult stage having not like had a surgery or broken a bone like you're lucky or you're just like a little bitch who never did anything that might you know get yourself hurt i don't know i don't understand how you go through childhood and not get kind of fucked up in some way or another like I did that to my eye another time on my 12th birthday I got a bike which I have a bike story for to say but I got a bike on my 12th birthday and literally hauled ass around the corner around the block from my house because there was this one place where 
there was no sidewalk. It was all dirt. But there was this little jump. I was like, I want to go hit that jump. And I fucking hauled the ass. And I hit that jump. And I came down fucking like nose wheelied. But I just went straight down. No fucking, fucking, literally my tooth went into the fucking sidewalk. Into like the asphalt. And I just like hopped up. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? And it was weird because it didn't really hurt. It just hit my, I literally think the only thing I hit was my tooth. I barely scraped my lip. And I got up and I was like, what the fuck? The fuck? I was like feeling my tooth. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I fucking chipped my tooth. So one of my front teeth the top main choppers right there is the fucking fake cap i don't know what the fuck you call it. i guess it's a crown on the one of my front teeth so i did that when i was 12 i remember i was like oh fuck you know it's fucking fucked up like when you're when you're poor like the thing you're most worried about getting hurt when you're a kid is that your parents are going to be angry because they have to pay for the doctor i just remember always thinking that oh my dad's gonna be pissed because you're gonna have to pay for the fucking doctor or the hospital or whatever and i was like oh my god i'm I'm scared i'm gonna tell my parents (laughs) i just came home and i just like smiled i was like mom i fucking broke my tooth what the fuck (laughs) my mom never got pissed about that shit but my dad was always pissed about hey man you present anything opportunity to get pissed at my dad will happily take it (laughs) so yeah i broke my tooth when i was 12 and then man i remember one time i was playing like um with some kids in the back of a truck like across the street man that's so many stupid shit i was playing in the back of a pickup truck and i literally just fell out it wasn't moving it was parked we were just playing in the back and i fell out motherfucking head first onto gravel and i just busted the top of my head and i just fucking ran home all crying ah fucking blood coming down my my hand and my arm this is not a big deal i just fucking cut my head open and shit but Something, you know, pissed off. Cabron, what the fuck are you doing? You're always getting hurt and all this shit. I don't, man, I'm now I'm remembering all the times I got hurt. Well, this other time, my neighbor across the street had a motorcycle. And um, there was no garage. And maybe it was broken. Maybe he didn't actually, like, ride it. I don't remember him. No, he, he took us on a ride every now and then or something. But this fool used to leave it outside all the time, like, leaned up against the apartments where uh that was across the street and so we used to just go sit sit on the the motorcycle and just act like we were riding it even though like you know we were fucking little bitty kids or whatever and um i was fucking around on the motorcycle one day and of course the fucking motorcycle fell down oh (laughs) this motherfucking motorcycle fell like you know the peg where you put your foot that shit fell on my big toe and i lost my fucking uña i lost my nail Oh, that hurt so bad. That hurt so fucking bad. Oh, my God. And then that, man, that fucking driveway right there was the le- most lethal driveway in the neighborhood. Because that's where I got my eye taken out. I got my fucking nail on my toe. I just, I got lucky I didn't lose my toe, I guess, because that's a big motorcycle. And then another time, something else happened over there. Oh, I was playing on the, jumping on a car, another car, and I cut the fuck out of my leg with the license plate. I still have that scar. Ugh. Anyway, we all have those scars, and um, now I'm finally going to go pay for that cataract surgery myself to fix my eye that my my brother fucked up. I'm not mad at him at all because we were just kids and I was throwing rocks at him, but the, the surgery that my dad didn't have to pay for, I'm going to fucking have to pay for myself now. Congratulations, I made it. 
so yeah that's what i'm doing i'm fucking just trying to be an adult and trying to you know take care of my body i guess i gotta go get a checkup i don't know how my cholesterol is doing but i should do that next um the other thing i've been doing is getting my house ready for burn season that's a i don't know if a wildfire season i guess is the better thing to call it y'all know i live in the santa cruz mountains where this shit burns fucking wild every year now apparently I hope it doesn't get too crazy this year because they said they did hire like a thousand plus more um, firefighters than we had in the state last year. So that should help. That was one of the big reasons why shit went wild last year is they just didn't have enough firefighters for three major fires going on in the state. So we're going to be ready this year. In addition, I'm doing more things to my property to prepare it. I'm like, you normally have like a lot of weeds and shrub, like not shrubs, but like, you know, uh, weeds and like just little shrubs and shit growing around and so i'm i i'm pulling everything that's even close to the house it looks like i just fucking manscaped my like if my house was my dick sticking out of the house i'm basically manscaping my house but it's actually landscaping which is fucking stupid cuz i'm i'm not actually doing shit i'm having some people help me do that and I'm paying them because my ass can't handle that sort of work because I'm a bitch um and this one time I was like 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 in December I got some day laborers to help do some stuff around here and um they're they're cool as fuck um it's this dad oh my fucking cat toe is going crazy what's up boy um my uh my homies from Oaxaca um they're two brothers and their dad who've been in this area for like 10 years and um they helped out with some stuff in december and so i got their number i found them down at the spot where the late day laborers get together close by here and then um <clears throat> now i just have their number and call them up and they come and do stuff and they came up here for two days man those motherfuckers were working hard i don't man shit fucking guys i don't that's that's hard work i can't handle that shit i always try to be out there act like i'm doing shit so that i look like i'm not so much of a fucking pocho little bitch um i'm like cc you know i'm like out there i'm doing like the easy shit i'm like using the blower or i'm on the roof doing this or that making it look like i'm doing something and whatever but they're the ones who are legit doing like back breaking like moving like a ton of dirt pulling weeds two straight days of doing this shit man mad respect to those dudes they came in they came in and did that i think two yeah two weeks ago same time i, I dropped that the mexico podcast i think some, somewhere around that time and um yeah they kicked ass um one time i did hire a white day laborer and i'm not gonna lie i felt really good about that i felt like i felt probably how they feel all the time when they hire us or something like that which kind of made me feel good for a minute and then I just didn't feel right and I just didn't didn't sit well. I don't think that was going to be good for my karma. So I'm not doing that anymore. I'm just hiring, you know, dope people who who work hard. And if it happens to be a white person, I guess I'll do that, but there was some weird like reverse guilt or reverse like um like some revenge shit going on there. It's <laughs> like, yeah, that's right. So when, like when the white, if there's a white day laborer at my house, I'm definitely not out there trying to impress him. I'm inside, 
like with a you know a velvet robe on like drinking like some top shelf mestizo coffee and uh you know having like i don't know almond milk or something and you know gluten-free toast that's what i'm doing if i have a white day laborer if it's a mexican day laborer i'm outside trying to trying to impress those guys with my work no fucking lie that's definitely what the fuck i'm doing (laughs) um but those guys kicked ass now my fucking property is beautifully manscaped i mean it's fucking ready to fuck this house is ready to fuck right now um Part of the reason why I was getting it ready is because my homies, uh, two of my best friends from high school from Texas, were coming into town, as well as one of my, well, one of my, one of my other really good friends from high school who's a female, a woman, a powerful, powerful feminine force to be reckoned with. I don't like to say people's names, but one of my high school friends who's a, who's a, a chick, um, her husband, who we've gotten to know really well, he came out as well. So two of my high school friends and that dude came out here to visit me last weekend for four days. I was like, yeah, just come out Thursday night and then fly home Monday. Fucking California is open. Let's have a good time. I hadn't really seen them. I saw them very briefly when I went to Texas a month ago. But, you know, when they were with their wives and their kids, I was like, let's do a guy's trip. Come out. We'll have a good time. We'll stay in the city in San Francisco for two nights and then we'll come to my house and hang out, you know, in the forest for two nights and just chill, just have drinks, food, hang out. So that was fucking hella fun. I mean, it's just, think of like, you know, I mean, we had a lot of fun when we were kids. I'm not, not, not going to act like we were like deprived. We had a lot of fun with those friends. Um, never wanted for anything. But there's something about being an adult and just being able to do whatever the fuck you want and you know have money to go do fun shit and just like have a good time and not worry about like somebody telling you this or that or whatever um so they came out got here on thursday they didn't get here till pretty late on thursday and so uh, it was like nine or ten by the time everyone was in the city we stayed up there uh we went to where the fuck did we go we went we just went to the mission thursday night and and they hadn't had dinner so they had some pupusas and then went to a bar next door. They allowed us to take the pupusas in there. That was delicious. Um, we were basically eating pupusas out of aluminum foil and drinking martinis, which is a very fucking San Francisco. It's a very me thing when I think about it. Yeah. I was drinking a dirty vodka martini with olives and eating a fucking pupusa de frijol with the salsa and the curtido. Whoo, chinga su madre, that shit. That sounds like... That sounds like a perfect evening. I didn't, yeah, we had a perfect evening. Um, I had a couple martinis at that place. And again, like, I mean, they had, it was, it was before the 15th, so I guess the mask mandate was still kind of, like, loosely in effect. So they were like, okay, if you're not at your table eating or drinking, then you have to have your mask on. Fine, cool. Um, had that, and then we went around the corner. Well, I don't know where that, that bar was, but... We went over to a place, if you know San Francisco, used to be the Elbow Room. I think it's called the Valencia Room, or I don't know, the Valencia Bar or something. But they had a bunch of tables set up outside. And like, kind of like little cubbies, like little booths outside. Drank a couple beers out there. Um, then my fucking buddy, one of my buddies, like, let's get shots. God, chingas, motherfucker. 
man that shot i had a fucking tequila shot at basically 130 or 145 in the morning on thursday that fucking torpedoed me oh i was done fucking done honestly i don't remember getting home or getting back to the hotel i wasn't like stupid like falling over the place all over the place drunk i was just i was done i had gone on a bike ride right before we all met up so i must have been a little bit dehydrated or something but I mean, I had two martinis, a couple beers, and a tequila shot, and I felt like fucking the first time I drank, like, ever. I was just like, bleh. And I really don't remember getting back to the hotel. I passed the fuck out. Um, slept in a little bit. What did I do? We stayed in Union Square because I had some hotel points at some fucking Hyatt down there. Um, slept in. We got up and went and had, like, a shitty breakfast at... Um, Pinecrest? Anybody ever been to the Pinecrest Diner? It's a real shit old diner with basic as, you know, breakfast and whatnot. When I did that, I I was just I just had a headache though, and uh, just chugging Gatorade, had an Advil, and I was trying to get just my fucking marbles together because I had to record that podcast with Yosimar at one. I recorded that from the hotel in San Francisco. I think maybe I mentioned that I was in the city and that's why I was there. Um. So I actually felt really bad like during that podcast and then afterward because I was like, I think I was just like a whack-ass interview. If you think that was a whack-ass interview, please leave a comment. I mean, I'd like to hear that. I'm curious what you guys thought about it. Um, but Yosimar was a great guest, and it was really nice uh, catching up with him. Um, finished up that like around, I guess, 2, 2.15. And then I felt pretty normal. I felt good. I hadn't had any drinks, obviously, but my body was kind of back to normal. And uh, these guys are from Texas, so they don't, they don't, they can't go to a dispensary and just like view like the beautiful collection uh, of a bouquet of choices that we have here in California. So we're like, they're like, we want to go to dispensary and get some fucking weed and fucking smoke and shit. And I'm like, all right, we let's go back to the mission. There's a highly rated dispensary over there, and then um, we'll go smoke at Dolo Dolo Park. Dolores Park, and I wasn't even thinking, like, of this as, like, a thing to do, but we're like, all right, well, let's just go there, and then you got to smoke, so we got to go to a park, which is right there, Dolores Park, okay, whatever, so the first thing that happened was funny was we go to the, to the weed store on a mission, I don't know what it's called, Purple Days or Purple Star, I don't know, some shit like that, and um, my buddy, one of my buddies from Texas, he walks up, he's going to walk in, and uh, there's a bouncer, this uh, this black woman who's like kind of like like she looks like a like she's tough. She could probably beat my buddy up. Me too, probably. And she's one of these like chicks who's wearing like a she's wearing like a bouncer outfit basically. And it's like the middle of the afternoon. It's like two thirty or it's like three, I guess. But she's got a beanie on. Very San Francisco tough chick sort of shit. She's like, hey, hey, tough guy. There's a line. And he looks and he's like, oh shit, my bad. He didn't realize there was a line on the sidewalk to go into the weed stop, weed store, whatever the fuck, dispensary. And he's like, oh, my bad. And he goes and gets in line. And this chick looks at him, this other woman, um, like a Karen type of woman in line. She looks at my buddy and she goes, typical. <laughs> and she just gives him like the fucking curled lip. She's like, typical. And uh, my buddy's like, what? She's like, typical. And like, I mean, he just made a, an honest mistake. He didn't see there was a line trying to walk in. 
And then he's like, whatever. And then basically for the next 10 minutes, every every now and then, this woman would say, typical. And then my buddy would be like, whatever. So <laughs> he started getting into some beef in line at the fucking dispensary. I was like, whoa. This woman was like really like on some like angry shit or whatever. And my friend just wanted some weed. Anyway... They buy their weed. I didn't buy any weed because I don't really smoke that much. I'm, I'm, if I started smoking out there in Dolores Park, they would just leave me there on the grass. I'd be useless for the next part of the day. Anyway, we go to the Dolores Park. And, guys, it's the most beautiful fucking day ever. Just, like, stunning. Not a cloud. Maybe one cloud. But, you know, just enough cloud to just to tip, just to kind of feel it. Just, okay, there's a little cloud out there. It's nice out there. But blue fucking sky, you know. 3 3.30 afternoon on a Friday. Not a ton of people out at Dolores Park, but there were enough to give it a good vibe. We just sat down at the top hill, the, the top corner, at that nice view of the city. And we sat down and we're like, damn, it's a nice day. And then uh, this vendor walks up, this woman walks up. She's like, you guys want uh, margaritas? And these fools are like, of course we want margaritas. She opens up the ice chest. She's got pre-mixed margaritas, basically in like Capri Sun bags sort of thing. And then she had jello shots. She's like, yo, wait, uh, y'all want some jello shots? These motherfuckers bought jello shots and margaritas. So I'm sitting in Dolores Park. I'm like taking a jello. I don't remember the last time I took a jello shot. It's been 20 years or something. Who the fuck still does jello shots? This lady at Dolores Park fucking still does jello shots. And they were pretty good. Not gonna lie. And then the little fucking, uh, it's the, the margarita was pretty good. The view was good. The vibe was good. These fools started smoking. Man, that was honestly probably my favorite part of, of the trip. Even though there's still more, that was a lot of fun, which I'm gonna get into in a second here. But great time, just relaxed. I, you know, I took the day off work. It was a Friday, so it was just like, man, it doesn't get any better than this. Beautiful weather. Good friends, fucking margarita in the grass. These guys are, man, another fool walked up. You guys want to buy some pre-rolls and some uh, fucking um, cannabis banana bread? And my buddy's like, yes. Man, we're just out there like, and, and the beauty is you don't even need the cash. You're just like, hey, Venmo me. You're like basically Venmoing drug dealers publicly now, which is a fucking beautiful thing. You know, they got banana bread with weed in it. They bought that. Um, so he's sitting there eating banana bread and drinking a margarita and smoking a fucking stove. It's like, holy shit, we like died and gone to heaven here. And then, um, I see a kid, he's not a kid, he's in his 20s, I don't know how old he was, but I should look him up on Instagram, but he's carrying around like an old timey Polaroid camera, like the old ones, not even like the 80s ones, like older than that, like you need a fucking light meter. He's carrying that and a light meter. And I was like, yo, what are you doing? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to raise money for art school. And I'm taking Polaroids of people, you know? You guys want a Polaroid? I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. So, like, he, like, poses us on the hill and then, like, gets out his light meter and shit. And we got a little custom Polaroid. Like, the old days, man, it was just, like, just a beautiful, beautiful fucking moment. A beautiful afternoon in the park with friends. You know, one of these friends, I've he's not even a high school friend. He's an elementary school friend. I've known him since I was six years old. And, you know, we're fucking in our early 40s now. So this is somebody I've known all my life. And then the other guy, like, I've known him since I was a freshman in high school. So I've known these guys all my life now. And it was just really nice to be old fucking farts out there, like, 
just chilling, having a good fucking time. Um, that night, you know, basically we did Dolores Park for a few hours. Cool. Went back down to the mission and had like a couple beers at, um, what the fuck is it called? Laszlo? Laszlo? Lazos? It's the bar that's in front of Foreign Cinema um, and below El Techo. I think it's called Laszlo. Anyway, had an amazing... Man, we're just bougie motherfuckers. We had like some really good beer and uh, a cheese platter and fucking... We had popcorn that had... Uh, what is that shit called? That shit that pigs like sniff out the earth. Truffles. Truffled salt or some shit like that. I, don't, I wasn't really a big fan of that, but... Um, and these little custom like chicharrones and like... Man, we were just... It was like sex in the city out there, but fat mexican 40 year olds it was just <laughs> i'm doing the 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 what what do you call this the little you bunch your f- fingers together and give me a kiss and that's what i'm doing right it was just just a, a lovely afternoon <laughs> of uh no sex in the city um went back to the hotel after that like at 5 30 or 6 uh, no maybe like a little later 6 30 i had dinner reservations for all of us at a seafood place called scomas which is on pier 39 normally wouldn't do like real touristy stuff but this place is really good it's on the pier so you get a little bit of view of the ocean went out there one of the guys bailed he was like my stomach hurts (laughs) this is not one of my homies although he is one of my homies but he's he's the girl's husband um and he was like yeah my stomach hurts guys i'm gonna stay home (laughs) like what the fuck anyway I'm not going to peer pressure anybody into having a good time. That's their problem if they want to just sit in a hotel room. He stayed at the hotel. We went to Skoma's, me and my two buddies, and then I met up with my friend, uh, Dr. Gonzo. I'm just going to call him Dr. Gonzo. And um, we had a beautiful, amazing seafood dinner at Skoma's, a couple beers, had a great dessert. What I had, like, what they call that? Afogato? Afogato. I'm not saying that wrong. It's basically like vanilla ice cream. It was vanilla gelato with rum liqueur of some sort and a shot of espresso. Because we were not going to be done with the night. It was only 10.30. And then, um, yeah, Dr. Gonzo went home. um, But we had a good time chilling, bullshitting, talking about stuff, talking shit about people. Um, And then Dr. Gonzo drove us to North Beach where we went to uh, Vesuvio, which is one of my favorite bars. It's not really, it's not a fancy bar. It's right next to City Lights. And we just got some beers there, hung out. And that's where we kind of started getting our second wind. It was probably like 11 by that time. And, um, oh, that's <laughs> that's where we had another incident with uh, the feminist Karen police of the world. Um, we had the little table, right? And it was, it was, um, one of the seats was like against the wall. No, two of them. And then we had a chair off to one side. I was sitting in a chair. Anyway, I get up, I go take a leak and, um, I get back and Ramon is like, man, I, I just pissed somebody else off. I'm like, what happened? I just said his name. Anyway, my buddy said, you know, he's like, when you were at the bathroom, um that girl right there she's with a group of friends she it was like a mixed group of of dudes and chicks whatever they they had already had a table upstairs but they came downstairs and wanted to sit downstairs by the bar for some reason and um 
they tried to grab the chair and, and she was, I mean, didn't try to grab it. She said, Hey, can, is somebody using that chair? And, um, he told her, he said, yeah, my buddy's using that chair. He just went to the bathroom and she was like, uh, okay. And then, um, when her other friend showed up to sit down, she just made it a point to say, don't use that chair. His buddy is using that chair. And just was like a real bitch about it. And like my, my buddy was just like, she asked him and he said, you know, somebody's using it. So he tells us this, like, what the fuck? Like, dude, they're out to get you tonight. And then to make it even worse, like, we're still having beers. They get up, they all get up and leave, like, not even 15 minutes later. And I didn't hear this, but he basically, she basically looked at him on the way out. And she said, how did she say it? God bless you, old men. God bless you, old men. She fucking made it a point to, like, insult us. Uh, I guess because we're old. (laughs) These were people in their, like, early 20s, I guess, you know? And so they see us, like, fucking 40-year-olds and think, yeah, we're just a bunch of fucking 40. (laughs) But she fucking insulted him. He was like, what the fuck? I was like, I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm just annoyed that you know, you dragged me into this because now I feel like an old man. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. After that, we left. We went to another bar up the street. Um, oh, I forgot to say, when we got dropped off in North Beach, we were standing outside, like, kind of, like, about to cross the street to go to Vesuvio. And this um, this suburban pulls up and just stops and is like, hey, you guys want a party? And, like, we're like, yeah, yeah, we want to party. What's going on? We're just kind of like following. We're just like seeing what the fuck they're saying, you know. And we're like, we're like, you're gonna come with us to? Uh, I forget what she called it. And we're like, nah, nah, we're good. We're gonna go to this bar. And she's like, we got a lot of girls. We got some blow. And I'm like, okay, well, thank you. Appreciate it. We're good. We just want beer. And um, she jumps out of the car and like, she's this really pretty. Uh, um, I guess she was African-American or maybe mixed or something, but she's really pretty. She's like, here's some cards. Here's some discount cards. Y'all can come later. Um, parties go until five or something like that. And it was basically like strippers. Like they were out there handing cards out and shit and like trying to like drum up business or they were doing good viral campaign man on the streets marketing, your old school marketing, like sort of shit before, you know, Giuliani cleaned up New York city sort of stuff. Anyway, we didn't go, we went to Vesuvio, and then we went to another bar next door, which had a really cool outdoor patio section. <clears throat> if, if you haven't been to San Francisco lately, um, kind of in the middle of this COVID recovery, if you will, they basically set up a ton of booths. They took over like parking on streets, and they set up booths and, and tables so that businesses could serve outdoors. And... Um, yeah, this place had a whole sidewalk and extra tables outside, and the service was great. Um, people were getting stupid outside. It wasn't packed, but it was packed enough that, you know, silly shit was happening, and, you know, people were kind of almost fighting. And I was like, yeah, this feels fucking normal. I like this shit. And, um, yeah, it was good. Had a beer, had another martini. I did learn something new. Um, you know, martinis, they give you those little glasses, they're like fluted, they're really fancy. I always thought that was like some bullshit, like just to make it look fancy. But I guess there's a reason for that. And you could probably look this up and you would know this if you were a bartender. But try getting served a martini in a regular glass and drinking it. 
it's fucking disgusting. And that's only because if you're stupid like me, you will take a big gulp of a martini, and that is not a good thing. Martinis are meant to be sipped. I learned this just a week ago. You learn something new every day, and that is what I learned that day. If you sip a martini out of a regular martini glass, it is delicious. If you fucking sip or drink or fucking, how dare you try to chug a martini, it is the most disgusting shit in the world. Because I, they, they were serving out of plastic cups because it was in the street. And uh, I just like took a big drink of it. I was like, ugh, ugh, ugh. Not good. Not good, people. Don't do that. Um, anyway, shut that bar down. Kicked us out at 2 a.m. And then, of course, the little discount cards for the strip club came out. And we took a lift to some shitty strip club. Where the fuck was it? It wasn't even there in North Beach. Although, I guess we could have just walked like half a block to a strip club in North Beach. But we went to this one because we had free entries. Which actually was a good thing because when we got there, they're like $20. So we're like, we got discount coupons. And they let us in for free. But that shit was like a scam. They walked us in and immediately walked us like up to some other level. And they were trying to push each one of us into a private room. And like they just started trying to sell us coke. Like legit like you guys want some blow and all this stuff. We're like yeah we gotta get the fuck out of here. Like I mean I've never done cocaine in my life. And that's only because I know I will fucking love it way too much. And I'll never stop doing it. And so I don't need to start. Definitely not when I'm fucking 43-year-old old man who, you know, 21-year-olds are telling me God bless or whatever. <laughs> uh, anyway, we, we sat there. for We walked in. They tried to run us upstairs. We went back downstairs to the main area, sat there for five minutes. They're like, this is done. The night is done. It was like already 2.40 or something. We left. We went back to the hotel. Good thing is we didn't spend a single dollar in there. We just literally walked in and pretty much walked out. But but we got back to the hotel and we were starving. Nothing was open. We started wandering the streets, found the Denny's that was doing takeout, and legit paid $100, like $95, for three Denny's breakfasts and eight out of containers like in the back of the hotel. <laughs> so it, it turned out to be like a typical dudes hanging out, not getting any pussy, just hanging out, being drunk, dumbasses together, and eating Denny's at, you know, three and or it was a four. I think we went to bed at four. And that was that was Friday night. That was the second night in the city, which was also a lot of fun. Because again, I hadn't hung out with these guys in over a year and a half because of COVID. Great times. Uh Saturday we what did we do? We slept in a little bit until about I think we had to check out at 10.30 or 11, or te- check out at 11 or something. I feel like we had something else to do. What are we doing? Anyway, we had to come back down to my house because the activity for the weekend at my house and for down here in Santa Cruz was we rented uh, e-bikes. I rented e-bikes for my friends. My friends do not mountain bike, but I mountain bike. And I want to take them mountain biking, but if they took regular mountain bikes, they wouldn't be able to last like 10 minutes. I'm not talking shit about my friends i'm talking about biology uh cholesterol old age poor uh exercise habits and copious amounts of alcohol that these people regularly imbibe oh this sounds like i'm talking shit i'm i'm really not they just don't mountain bike okay 
So they're not used to it. So I was like, yo, I'm going to take you guys mountain biking, but I'm going to get e-bikes. Because you can get mountain bikes that are e-bikes, and they're fucking bananas, awesome bikes. But I I don't ride them because I want to pedal and get the exercise and all that shit. Anyway, I rented three e-bikes, and then I took my regular bike. We picked them up in Santa Cruz. Man, e-bikes are the shit if you don't want to pedal and you just want to like go out and explore and shit. We went to Wilder Ranch in um, fucking uh, Santa Cruz County. Did like a small, like I think a 10, 11 mile loop. Uh, one of my buddies, <laughs> man, we were we were having a great time. I was leading, just kind of doing the climbs at my pace. They were taking their time behind me. These bikes, you can put them on, let's see. Excuse me. Uh, there's like eco mode, which gives you 30% more power than you put in. So let's say you're like, if you're pedaling hard on a bike, for most people, pedaling pretty hard on a bike would be maybe like 200 watts. That's just like a form of power or a, whatever, a measure of power. So I say you're pedaling 200 watts. If you are on an e-bike, to get 200 watts, you would only have to pedal, what is that, like 140 or something? Let's say roughly 140 times 30. You would have to pedal 150 or so. 150, yeah, yeah. If you wanted 200 watts, you would technically only have to pedal like 153 watts or something like that, which is amazing. Then it has like, um, what is it called? Trail mode. Trail mode is like, okay, I need a lot of power because I'm going up some little steep sections and all this shit. And it gives you 70% more power. So you could pedal 100, uh, just 100 watts, which ain't shit, believe me. And you'll be outputting, the bike will be outputting 170 watts. You pedal 150, you'll be uh, outputting 260 something or whatever that is, right? You'll be, it just gives you a lot more power. Um, so they were chill. They were sweating because you still have to pedal, but they were not dying or running out of breath at all. I was like out there working. Anyway, we were having a great time. One of my friends used to mountain bike when he was in college, so he knows how to ride. He's just out of shape. He was basically kind of keeping up with me on the climbs, and then on the descents, I would just blast, and then he would kind of catch up to me first, and then the other two would be behind him. So anyway, at one point, I'm at the bottom of this trail waiting with my friend, and we're waiting for the other two. And we hear this fucking thud, like, boom. I was like, oh, fuck, that's not good. You know, you hear, like, it's the, the if you mountain bike, you know how certain crash sounds, and he fucking crashed. He went over the bars, he endoed, his fucking face went into that beautiful Santa Cruz loam. Thank fucking God he didn't break anything. He didn't have a concussion. He just fucking, like, busted his lip. He looked like one of those real housewives who just went and got, like, fucking some manteca injected into her fucking lips or whatever the fuck they do for that shit um and kind of like a little bit of a black eye and shit but he got up and finished the ride because we weren't even halfway done (laughs) i mean if he had been on a regular bike no fucking way he would have like had to like walk home i don't know what but that bike got him out of there he still had a good time um great time out there on the fucking trails they had the fucking time of their lives i kept joking i'm like you guys you know, this is like that movie Wild Hogs with John Travolta and William Macy and shit. Like, a bunch of fucking gordos out here pedaling around, acting like they know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> um, but they had, we had a great time. After that, we came home, just chilled, grilled some food. 
Um, call it an early night, man, because we were pretty tired after those two nights in San Francisco and then riding bikes, like, you know, for an hour or two. Uh, and we were hungover, to be honest. Like, we were hungover on Saturday and because st- we had been up until four, you know, visiting shady, shitty strip clubs. Luckily, we didn't do any fucking coke. Good Lord, we would have fucking died. Um, so we called it a little early on Saturday. I think we started watching a movie. We started watching Uncut Gems, which if you haven't watched, fucking great movie great fucking movie adam sandler movie with the uh what's the name of those brothers anyway look it up uncut gems dope ass movie finished watching that on sunday morning when we woke up had a good breakfast um and then went on another little bike ride with the bikes around the neighborhood and that was pretty much it we went and had a really nice dinner at a oaxacan place oaxaca and um that was sunday night and, and that was it man just a fucking beautiful weekend with friends you know, kind of shit when you're like a kid, you're like, man, you know, when we grow up, we're going to do whatever we want. That's kind of what it felt like, even though, like, I think when you're a kid, you're like, I'm going to go, like, ride, you know, drive Ferraris or I don't know what the fuck shit like that you think you're going to be doing, driving Porsches or some shit, which I wouldn't mind. But nah, we just went and rode e-bikes. <laughs> fucking ate shit. My buddy ate shit. Thank God he didn't hurt himself. I didn't want to fucking call his wife and shit. Uh, your husband... He looks like he got into a fight with a, a fucking a small dude. Like he wasn't that fucked up. It was like a little, like a fucking five four, like tough guy. Just smacked him up a little bit. You know, not a big deal. Not a fucking big deal at all. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. His leg was bruised up too, but had a great fucking time, man. You know, um, it was great hanging out with them. They left on Monday, and then um, I had a few days to recuperate and get my ass ready because this past weekend I did a uh, mountain bike race. If you follow um, this madre on Instagram, you may have seen the stories. I just said, fuck it, I'm just going to do a story on my mountain bike race experience. I signed up for a, quote, epic race in Folsom, which is about three hours north of here, Folsom Lake outside of Sacramento. And there's a bunch of trails out there, and so they put together this race, which is about... Um, it's actually just 32 miles of racing technically ends up being about 40 because you have to pedal in between the stages it's kind of stupid but um <clears throat> so uh, it's about 40 miles of, of riding and about 4,000 miles of climbs uh climbing 4,000 feet of climbing sorry miles how the fuck am I gonna climb 4,000 miles 4,000 feet of climbing 40 miles uh, broken into four stages, which actually is not that crazy. I do rides like that, not regularly, but they're not crazy. But um, I don't know if you guys heard, we had the worst heat wave that the whole fucking planet has probably seen. I'm fucking exaggerating. It, it was a heat wave. It was an awful heat wave we had. Because even here at the house, it was hot as fuck for a few days. I, put, I brought out all the fans. I was like a fucking... Mexican housewife here. I put on my little, uh, my what do you call them? My house dress. I put on a house dress and just chanclas. I didn't have any. I was just like a housewife around the house with the cats. My house dress, no chones on, just walk. <laughs> no, I just like, dude, like if you saw my house, I live in the middle of nowhere. Honestly, when I'm here by myself, I'm usually just in a t shirt and my fucking underwear and because who fucking cares i go to the driveway i check my mailbox and my underwear 
I take the trash out in my underwear. It's fucking great. Nobody cares. And nobody nobody would see me. The only thing I hear are crows sometimes. In the morning, those fucking crows, fucking assholes don't shut the fuck up. Like, dude, chill. Toe the cat. He goes outside and they see him and they start warning each other. Like, this cat ain't going to do shit to you motherfucking crows. These crows are fucking big. They're like turkeys. No fucking lie. They're fucking fucking macizos. They're fucking thick ass crows. I don't even know how they fly with all that fucking masa on them. They're fucking big boys. But anyway, they start crowing it up. Like, chill, motherfucking crows. They don't care if I'm out there in my underwear. That's all I'm saying. There's nobody here but the crows, me, the cats, a couple of raccoons. That's it. Um, anyway, had a fucking crazy heat wave, which is the worst thing you can do for a bike ride for me because when I ride here in Santa Cruz, I ride in the shade. The beautiful Santa Cruz redwood tree canopy of shade. It is the best place to ride in the world, in my opinion. And that's why I still am living here and paying whatever stupid amount I pay for housing. Uh, because I think it's worth it for that alone. Um, and the weather. So it never, when I ride, it's usually like 60 degrees, 60 to 70 max, which is the perfect weather for riding. Fucking Folsom, they projected was going to hit 105 the day of the race. Now, I have been training, and I was doing longer rides, so I was preparing. I've been riding my bike a lot for the last two years, so I was like, I can do it. Shouldn't be awful. I'm not going to die. I just have to pace myself and prepare, like, to hydrate. That's what I mean. So, you know, I basically went to REI. I bought a different shirt. Like, I in, instead of wearing, like, a cycling jersey, which I don't like to wear anyway, like a race jersey, like, all tight, like, I'm not that fast. I don't need aerodynamic help when I'm still a fucking, like, little thick fucking husky boy on a bike. That shit's not going to help me. If I weighed 120 pounds, maybe I would consider some aerodynamic upgrades. But the best thing I could do to, to get faster is just to stop eating chips and drinking beer, which is highly unlikely, so... I'm not going to front. I'm not trying to win a race. I'm not going to fucking, like, be a speed demon out there. I just want the experience. I want to say I'm able to do it. And it's always fun. It's fun to put yourself in that position. My biggest worry at the beginning of of thinking about the race with the heat wave was, like, I just got to stay cool. So I did all the tricks that I knew. You know, I was super hydrating the day before. I kind of carb loaded to make sure I had, like, a lot of, like, I don't know, glycogen reserves or some shit. The day before, I had fucking pad thai. Carb. I probably would have eaten that anyway. Fucking bullshit. Um, and, uh, yeah, I bought, like, you know, the the right shirt. I got one of those things to wear around my neck to cool me off. Um, I got a hotel room for the night before, so I wouldn't have to, like, try to drive three hours, like, at the butt crack of dawn. One person did that. They said, I woke up at three and drove here. I'm like, fuck. You're fucking crazy. Fuck that. I wasn't going to do that shit. So I drove up the day before. Um, I had the day off because of Juneteenth anyway, so it worked out very nicely. Um, but, uh, you know, my biggest concern, too, on races, because I've done bike races before. Look, I'm just going to tell you straight up. The way I know it's going to be a good race is if I take a good shit the morning of the race. Like, if I wake up, number one, okay, let me take a step back. Number one, you got to get rest. You got to get sleep the night before, right? Um, number two, 
if I can take a shit right before a race and feel like a little light, like, ooh, ooh, I feel good. I just took a good dump. I know it's going to be a good race. So I get up there to Folsom around 10 p.m. I get all my shit ready, you know, my gear in the hotel room, da, da, da. And I go to bed at like 11 thinking, okay, I'm going to wake up at 530 because I need to go to the site. Like I have to be there technically and register at 630 and then the bus leaves at 7. Oh, this bed or whatever. Man, number one, I can't fall asleep for shit. I'm in bed. I'm doing all the tricks I know to try to fall asleep. Nothing. I don't fall asleep until like 1.15 or 1.30. And I had been drinking so much water that I basically woke up every fucking hour or hour and a half, which is only two times. I slept, I think, three and a half or four hours. And I didn't sleep well because, number one, it was hot as fuck up there. And they had an air conditioner in the room. One of those hair conditioners that's like... And then it turns off. And then you're like, thank God it's over. And then 10 minutes later, like, like fucking shitty hotels like that. That's It wasn't a shitty hotel, but actually kind of was. It was one of those sweet hotels. Like each hotel room has a little kitchenette. Actually, when I got to my floor, it smelled like somebody had cooked spaghetti and like put a bunch of fucking prego on a fucking little sartén, like a little pan and put it on the stove and then just left. It smelled like burnt, shitty spaghetti sauce in that fucking hotel. So fuck that. It didn't wasn't awful once I got to my room. But anyway, fucking shitty air conditioning. Kept it cool, but it was noisy. So I slept three to three and a half hours. If I want to exaggerate, I slept two and a half hours. It's possible because I kept waking up to piss and this air conditioner. Wake up at 5.30, I have coffee. I'm like, I got to have my strong coffee because I want to fucking take a shit before I get out of here and before this race. Nope. No shit. Didn't happen for me. So anyway, I go there. I slept three hours, let's say. I probably got a full cargo of shit in my fucking tripas. And uh, yeah, there I go. There, me and my bike. Here's go. I'm gonna have fun on my bike ride. I'll go 40 miles. So I, I actually didn't feel too bad. Um, I didn't feel bad at all, but I knew I wasn't like I didn't feel sharp. I didn't feel like I was ready to like just jam. And it was nine. It was like 8:40 by the time the race actually started. And at that time, it was already 82 or 83 or 84 degrees or something like that. Which is already hotter than anything I'm used to because I'm fucking Santa Cruz bitch boy now. Um, And they group you into groups of uh, your age category. Some shit like that, right? Like, okay, you know, well, first they do pros. Pro men. And all those skinny motherfuckers in spandex go up there like, bitch, get the fuck out of here. This is like Folsom. Why are you even racing here? This is bullshit. This is like basically like. I mean, I'm going to I'm not even going to say what I'm thinking because I'm that'd be insulting to some like um uh disabled groups or something but this is just normal fucking people on bikes this is not the olympics this is not nothing but there's some pros who show up and want to like fucking flex on everybody so they go to the front the pros go first and then they go by age group so okay 17 to you know 21 year olds and then 21 to 30 and they go up like that and they line you up in groups like that and then they start you in groups 
So I grow up there in the uh, early 40s category or 40s or some shit. And um, I'm like, all right, looking around, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I look like these guys. You don't know, no, nobody's like hardcore in shape. You know, they just look like normal dudes who ride bikes like like me, I think. Man, they go, go. And man, they took off. I was like, what? I thought this was like a fun race. These guys are here to win it. I'm like, I'm in it to fin it, to finish it. That's all I wanted to do. I wanted to survive the day. And legit, these guys took off like they had the cops chasing them. I think like white people, this is the only adrenaline they get. Like I'm Mexican and I grew up in an area of cops where you, you know, you Getting chased and, like, running from somebody is not fun. I just went out there for, like, I mean, I'm competitive, but I know I'm not that. (laughs) Anyway, these are my excuses for not being as fast as them, is all I'm saying, okay? They took off like a bat out of hell, like they were going to all win this thing. I'm like, "Mm mm-mm, nope, nope. I'm going to race my race here. (laughs) And uh, there we go. It ended up being a awful fucking hot day. I mean, it it felt like it was going up a degree every like you know five minutes. Um, by the time it was like eleven, again, this is a forty mile race, broken into four stages. Basically, each one is let's say ten miles. Each one is going to take an hour roughly to finish. So, and there and in in between each stage, there's a, a rest station with water and snacks and shit like that. So you can kind of get a little bit of rest, and then they stop the clock each time you uh, finish each of the stages, and they start it again when you leave that stage. So they're only timing the parts when you're on the bike, not when you're chilling, like you know, uh, getting snacks or more water or whatever. Anyway, I finished the first one. I didn't feel bad. I was like, all right, cool. You know, I can kind of keep doing this or whatever. Um, second one, my bike started making the most god awful fucking noise ever. And I had lubricated my chain, but I think I used the wrong sort of lube because again, I don't ride in the fucking dusty ass desert of fucking Folsom Lake. This shit like legit looked like Mars in some areas. They're fucking big old red rocks in red dust. And my chain just looked like it was covered in fucking you know red dust and it sounded like people scratching like 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 little girls with nails scratching the chalkboard it sounded fucking awful when i was in the big gear under a lot of torque it and p and of course like cyclists every cyclist thinks they know everything about bike mechanics and about gear don't ever ask a cyclist for advice unless you never want them to shut the fuck up because we will just keep talking because it makes us feel like we fucking are smart and justifies how much money we spend on this stupid fucking sport and hobby. So I'm riding this bike. It's noisy as fuck. And every time somebody, like I pass somebody or they pass me, they're like, oh, your chain needs this and that. I'm like, I know, motherfucker. I know about chain lubrication. I'm a fucking mechanical engineer from Stanford, motherfucker. You don't think I know what's happening to my bike? Oh, are you sure your derailleur's not? No, motherfucker. Like, I'm looking at it. I'm right on, I'm on the fucking bike. I can see what's happening. It's covered in fucking moon dust, Mars dust, whatever the fuck. Luckily, at the end of the second stage, they had a mechanic tent, 
and they would fix stuff for you if you had any issues and man shout out to that dude i forget the name of that place that was hooking that service up but this guy he gave me that he like just fucking spit on it and rubbed it Ooh, shit man i was fucking good to go after that legit like he hooked that chain up i don't even know what he put on it i think it was like a muck off dry lube or some shit anyway some guys were like oh you should try wax i'm like dude i'm in the middle of a fucking race what do you want me to do it already like i know i can tell this anyway that dude hooked it up so for stage three i had a quiet chain again thank fucking god because i would have fucking scratched my what do you call them your eardrums i would have just poked my eardrums out I really wouldn't have done that, but it was very annoying, especially because I was in that baby gear, the whole grandma gear the whole fucking time, Um, and that's when it made that noise, but in stage three, other noises started emerging, and that was me crying like a fucking viejita, because my legs started cramping, I mean, I was, it was fucking hot, people, it was a hundred and fucking whatever, 169 degrees, let's just call it that, I mean, it was fucking hot. There was no shade. Um, at certain point, I felt my legs cramping, at which point you just back off on the power. You try to take it really easy. You just you just ride slower, basically. That's what I do. Stretch if you can. I'm taking. I'm carrying four water bottles, two with Gatorade, two with water. I'm pouring the water over my head. I'm not even drinking the water. I'm just drinking the Gatorades. I'm taking little salt tablets, this and that. Nope. There's this one point, steep climb. I'm uh, looking ahead. There's a girl walking her bike. Oh, she's part of the race. She's walking. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going to walk my bike. I'm going to, I can do this. Nope. As soon as I got, of course, right when I get up to where she is, my legs like seize up. Your, your legs turn into like the legs of the fucking, the, the little wooden nutcracker. They just lock up, they go straight and you can just stand straight like a fucking mummy. And it just hurts. And you have to like either stand there and slowly stretch it and not try to scream. I fucking just fell to the ground. I said, I don't care. I just sat on the ground and slowly stretched it out. And I think I sat on the ground for like 10 minutes. And it sucked major fucking testicles. Unless you like sucking testicles in which it sucked things that you do not like sucking. Whatever that might be, that's what it sucked. Um, and man, it just, I, you know, I got through it, got back on the bike, finished the stage. And then this weird, there's a, between the third and the fourth stage, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I promise guys. Um, the, you have to get on this little fucking boat, which takes you across Folsom Lake to do the last stage. The problem is there were basically like, there were supposed to be 300 riders who signed up, but I think only... From what I could tell, there were like maybe 220 or 230 people who actually started. My guess is they sold 300 spots and 70 people looked at the weather report and said, fuck that shit. No, thanks. You can keep my $160 because that's how much these stupid things cost. $160 to go punish yourself and get dick slapped um, or vagina slapped or slapped by whatever it is you don't like being slapped by. Um, because this is a woke podcast. I'm not trying to dick slap shame you if that's what you're into. That's what I'm getting at here. Whoa, whoa, that was my cat. Um, I do not like to get dick slapped. I don't think I do anyway. I've never been dick slapped, 
but I, I don't think I want to be dick slapped. So that's what it felt like in my head. Um, I don't know. It was hot. It was miserable. At one point, I was like, why am I doing this? And then I remembered I could have done anything with my day. I could have sat at home and watched cartoons and ate cereal, or I could have, you know, um, sat, you know, I could have gone for a walk in the shade, or I could have done anything with my day, and I decided I was going to go do that bike ride. And I said, I'm going to fucking enjoy it. And I did. I had a lot of fun, even though it was really fucking hot. Um, anyway, I took the little boat ride across, but before then, what was I getting at? Oh, 220 people, but they only had three boats and the boats could only take 10 people at a time. So they took forever to get everybody across. I waited an hour and a half at that aid station, which doesn't count towards the fucking final race, but I just sat there and luckily they had water. I had a ton of water. I had a fucking Coke. I had some potato chips, um, they were giving out pickle juice and pickles because people think that helps. I've read that doesn't help, and I just really don't want pickles in the middle of a fucking race. It just seems weird. Um, but I got to just hang out and chill with some people there. I didn't know anybody who was doing the race. I don't have any friends stupid enough to go do this stupid shit with me, so I was all by myself and just chatting it up with random people and whatnot. Um, ended up hanging out with a crew from uh, Southern California, cool dudes from Ventura, um, and then, yeah, did the last stage. The last stage was pretty easy. It didn't have a lot of heavy climbing. It was just, again, a lot of sun at that point. I think I looked some at something, and it said it was 106 degrees. And so I was just, I just said, I'm going to, yeah, I'm just going to chill. I'm just going to do my race and finished it. Uh, finished in four hours and seven minutes. I looked today at the results. Um, in the category of basically 40 to 50 year olds, I finished like 54th out of 77, which is pretty shitty, but I kid you not, I was definitely not pushing myself and I was just like happy to finish. And I told myself, I mean, I didn't show up to try to win anything. There was no fucking way. I'm not in that good of a shape. I weigh too fucking much, but I'm happy I finished. I didn't get heat stroke. Um, People were heat stroking out, EMS. Uh, I saw the the firemen and the, the paramedics. They had to hike into the trail to go get some people out because people were fucking falling like flies. There were people um, on the last two stages just like sitting in the shade and just like kind of catching their breath and shit like that. <laughs> like me when my legs cramp basically. <laughs> um and so it was pretty brutal. It was pretty fucking brutal, but it was a hell of a lot of fun. And I do these things because I always <clears throat> I always say, like, once I do something like that, I can do something that I thought was hard and think it was not a big it's not a big deal because like I'd be like, ah, this is nothing. Cause I can remember and say, like, that time at Folsom Lake, it was 106 degrees. I rode my bike 40 miles for four hours, four thousand feet. And I didn't fucking die. So quit being a little bitch and do this other thing that's way easier than that. So I really like doing these big kind of challenges like this because it puts things in perspective in a way that no other physical thing can for me. And it, it translates into mental stuff for me too because I'm like, this is not a big deal, dude. I almost, I was like in, you know, this stupid weather, da da da. So for me, it's really nice and it's also fun. I mean, 
I'll post some pics on IG. I already did the story, but I'll create a post and post some pics on a regular post so you guys can see some of this shit and what it looked like and whatnot. But have a lot of fun. I'll do it again. I don't give a fuck. A lot of fun out there. And uh, yeah, I drove home that same night, which was kind of crazy. I thought like my legs were cramping. I was like, dude, even my hands were cramping. I couldn't even hold like I tried to get some Mexican food in Folsom and I was tra- I was grabbing tortilla chips and putting it in the salsa and like my hand was cramping. I couldn't hold the chip for long. My I was trying to put a hold my phone and my hand would cramp. Man, everything was just like super dehydrated. So I just drank a shitload of water and you know, when I got home I just passed the fuck out. It was super nice. I slept really well Saturday night when I finally got home that late night and uh yeah, that was my fucking weekend, guys. I, I did have a nice Sunday yesterday. Chilled out, relaxed. Went to Santa Cruz, got some good food with a friend. Um, had a drink. And uh, today's Monday. Today is Monday, June 21st. And that's been my last two weeks. Hopefully, uh, you guys find this somewhat entertaining. I, I know, you, you know none of you are here for fucking bike-related material, but it's part of my world. It's part of my world that keeps me sane, so you guys might as well fucking hear about it. And, you know, maybe some of you are into it or some of you are into trying it, and um, you should. If anybody's ever in the Santa Cruz Mountains and wants to go for a ride, fucking hit me up on, on IG or DM or whatever. Um, I'd be happy to show you around, man. I got an extra bike or two, and... Um, I love showing people, uh, you know, taking them out for their first time and, and showing them what it's like or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's it, guys. This has uh, been the Smiley Podcast number uh, 128. Uh, please remember to follow the podcast on Spotify. Follow it on Stitcher. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And as I said at the beginning... If you leave an actual review, like, oh, this is what I like, or da 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 leave an actual review on Apple Podcasts, and then go uh, DM me on IG. You know, say, hey, this is my username on Apple Podcasts. Um, I will send you some this mother stickers. I fucking promise. Uh, I'll send those out in a few weeks here. And, um, yeah, remember, if you are into coffee, you want to sip on some, uh, you know, Latino Chicanex, Latinx, fucking whatever, owned, founded coffee. Check out mestizo.coffee. That it is actually very delicious coffee. It is Southern California based, Latino, Latinx owned business. Um for a 10% discount, use discount code Desmadre, all lowercase, I believe, or all uppercase. I don't know. Try both. Try Try just, you know, capitalizing the first one. I think it's all lowercase. Try all lowercase. That's madre. Get 10% off your order. Get this shit delivered straight to your house. It'll go straight to your fucking dome. And it will allow you to release all your creative powers. I promise. That's Diesel.Coffee. Check it out, people. Thanks for listening, people. We will catch you next week. Um, If there's any guest ideas that you have, please leave some comments here, too. Thanks, guys. Catch you next week. Peace.